0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now people over the age of 75 are waiting on average almost 14 hours for emergency department admission around the country. That's according to new figures released by the HSE to Sinn Féin and Paul Reid is the CEO of the HSE and he joins us now. Good morning to you Paul. That's the average figure but clearly some people are waiting far in excess of that as well. Uh, I thought we were going to try and move on from this that there was a plan in place because clearly these figures are unacceptable
1: good morning Kira. and yes very significant impacts we've seen in the last quarter in particular in the figures you quoted from April uh, and impacts on particularly on older people but also you know the staff who are trying to manage our emergency departments if I can just briefly explain what we have experienced in the first quarter and particularly up to April in the first 20 weeks of this year we've seen the 12 highest weeks on record for attendance at our emergency departments just about thirty thousand per week in most of those weeks and particularly high presentations from those over the age of 75s it's up about 35 last week versus the equivalent week the previous year so we have been dealing with still the impacts of COVID certainly in the last quarter in our hospitals while it's thankfully less impactful in the community our hospital system was dealing with and we are seeing more older people coming through delayed care happening etc but particularly what has impacted us was the number of nursing homes and older persons residents that had outbreaks of COVID so we couldn't discharge people which ultimately impacted on the whole flow of hospitals and ultimately impacted on our emergency departments so that's briefly what happened thankfully the last few weeks, we're beginning to see, uh, you know, a lot more progress. Uh, nursing homes outbreaks are, are significantly down now, but 12% from 75% nursing homes with outbreaks. So we're getting more people discharged or delayed uh, discharges are, are improving, less people on trolleys, uh, getting back some extra storage bed capacity. So in the last few weeks, we've seen an improvement.
0: Okay. Sorry, I just want to question you on the figure there. Did you say that we had 75% of nursing homes had an outbreak of COVID recently?
1: Yeah, certainly up into during the period between January and uh, the end of March, early May, early April, uh, we had seen up to seventy-five percent. Now, thankfully, what we were extraordinarily
0: high. Paul, have we done away Mm -hmm. with 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 infection control in nursing homes because that. That seems an exceptionally high figure.
1: Yeah, it was, and and that was what, what it was for a week. But it was it was significantly over 60% for much of the period. But what we were seeing were the cases, thankfully, uh, less impactful in terms of sickness and illness. And that's been the experience of COVID in the past uh, few months as we moved through January all the way through. But yes, significant number of uh, nursing homes did okay. have outbreaks, but less impactful. numbers. What we have seen now is... Those, as I've mentioned, the number of nursing homes with outbreaks comes severely down, and the number of uh, cases within hospital down.
0: And are we moving into a post pandemic phase in terms of how the health service is structured?
1: Yeah, well, yes, is the, the reality and the answer. I mean, what we want to do now and move towards, uh, we have to do this very cautiously. If you take our emergency departments, which have seen the brunt of the pressure, and I should also add in, you know, we've had up to 6,000 of our healthcare staff out throughout that quarter. That's improving. So yes, we are moving to a better place. Staff a significantly returned now. Secondly, we want to move over a period of time to what we have in our emergency departments of dual pathways, so COVID pathways and non-COVID pathways. Uh, And all of the constraints that puts on us and capacity that reduces and infection prevention control measures, uh, having to reduce bed capacity, having to have dedicated wards for COVID. We do see ourselves moving from that phase now and thankfully focusing on some of the real strategic reforms, you know, within, as I say, uh, emergency, within the hospital system, uh, but particularly outside of the hospital system.
0: Paul, you mentioned reforms. When when I look at the list and see how long people are waiting, there there are regional issues. It would seem there there are there are some hospitals that that appear to have done quite well. Some of the northeast hospitals appear to have done quite well to improve their waiting times and and their efficiency. But some of the hospitals and and they always seem to be black spots. Places like Limerick seem to be consistently struggling to cope. Uh, is is that a matter of efficiency? Is that a matter of, of of resources? Why are some hospitals better than others at getting? I suppose this right.
1: Yeah, some hospitals, in particular some hospital groups, may have more options in terms of um, giving people other care. So, you know some of our hospitals would have other smaller hospitals often where they can have rehabilitation for all persons and they can you know facilitate the bigger hospital in a better way some of our hospitals are more constrained in terms of our infrastructure and less options to discharge people for rehabilitation uh, and indeed as I said during the last quarter some areas particularly impacted by nursing homes and discharges but what we are seeing Kira, to give your listeners some reassurance a number of initiatives that take place in some hospitals that we are scaling up and rolling out to Others. So, for example, you may have heard in uh, St. Luke's Hospital in Kilkenny where they have a screening process to try triage uh, through general practice uh, so we don't see the same presentations coming to our emergency department. The likes of Bowman, uh, which we're rolling out to other centres now, it's what's called Pathfinder, where instead of uh, an older person being arriving at an emergency department, we would dispatch um, an advanced paramedic, in some cases, specialist from the hospital and like occupation therapist and treat the person at their home. Uh, some hospitals uh, availing of uh, fit teams we would call them frailty intervention teams so dealing with people in the emergency department all the persons so they may not have to go through the full pathway to uh, admission or discharge
0: last question to you i know a lot of people are worried about this poll. um how prepared are we here we know that there are now cases of, of monkey pox on the island of ireland um how prepared is the hse to deal with this
1: yeah we have established a few weeks now we've established an incident management team which would have all the specialists involved we are obviously monitoring surveillance all across europe and, and indeed the first case that's arrived now in the north direct contact with them we have given direct communications out to all of our services to strengthen their awareness of it uh, and i guess the the whole approach that we are you know taking with the public will be familiar with create awareness identify the cases uh, immediately trigger contact tracing, you know, breaking that chain, monitoring but I, I'm not
0: sure people have awareness. It, it's not passed in the same way as COVID. Will you just explain to people briefly the difference between the two?
1: Yeah, I think just to, I guess, give people some level of assurance. Yeah. It, it doesn't spread easily between people. Uh, it is primarily an evidence It is it is. It's skin to skin transmission. Uh, obviously potential for it to be airborne in the future but the evidence so far is that it is it is certainly milder and, and a self-limiting illness I suppose to be described but And most people do recover in weeks um, primarily in certain communities um, gay men, bisexual men uh, at this stage in terms of the evidence uh, of it to date. Uh, But we do want to create awareness amongst particularly the uh, the public, particularly amongst the But for for men who
0: have sex with men we we, we do need to highlight that for them, don't we?
1: Absolutely and that's the community that we're primarily evidence where the the cases are emerging um, and we want to create that awareness, strong awareness. There is evidence where it's emerged across Europe from two kind of super spreader events but ultimately we you know, we know how infectious disease spread after that.
0: CEO of the HSC, Paul Reed. Thank you for that, indeed. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman, in association with Air. Weekday mornings at seven
1: on News Talk.